because JKR got bored on the train. Thank you, Aaron, Grace, and Sarah. This is MuggleCast episode 59 for October 14th, 2006. CYGoDaddy.com is the number one domain registrar worldwide. Now with your domain name registration, you'll get hosting, a free blog, complete email, and much more. Plus, as a MuggleCast listener, enter code RON, that's R-O-N, when you check out and get your .com domain name for just $6.95 a year. Get your piece of the internet today at GoDaddy.com. This magic is a manifestation of the mind. The Amaltentra made manifestation of the requirement of arousing among a mostly Muslim and a magic monster, the men and women of matchless merit, uh, mystical merit. Unfortunately, most members of mankind miscarry the mirth and message of miraculous building for women, mythical memoirs as macabre and uh, malicious microscopic money from America to Majora Maserate when minus mystical merriment and examination. The main medicine is Michael Foster, montage of mad modulations for Michaels with mutual mania for the imagination of, of a momentous mother maker of modern Mabinogene. This mostly male and immature miscellany when emblematic are named Micah, Andrew, Ben, Kevin, Eric, Jamie, and Laura, and I'm Jamie. Lawrence. <laughs> I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mike Tanner. And I'm tired. I wrote that. that for you, Jamie. That yeah. was <laughs> wow. You silk. did it the first time. No, no, Stephanie. That was Stephanie. Thank you, Stephanie. We're back for another week of MuggleCast. No Ben this week, unfortunately. Sorry, oh, Eric. You say unfortunately. you there, Aggie. I'm joking, Ben. I love you, Ben. I think Laura Marillary actually got to him. Yeah. Oh. Literally, she got to him. Killed him. <laughs> <Yeah. you>. <laughs> Eric Skull. You know, New Zealand, California, uh, Vegas, uh, New York, wherever else he went, Chicago. New York. It wasn't enough. He's in Chicago this week. I think you said Miami's next, right, Andrew? Oh, yeah, really? Miami's yeah. at this rate. Well, he's actually going this now, as an after show. Yes, Jamie. Yes, he's going to Yeah, Miami. it's a cross-country oh, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> I know. Considering he, uh, he goes h- halfway around the world every single week. And hey, you know what? Still I, think that, hours a day. I think everybody should write to the MuggleCast email saying where they think Eric will go next. Yeah. Where is Eric? A free t-shirt if you yeah. guess the city, hotel, <laughs> time, place. Yeah. It's a twist on where's Waldo. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I have a feeling he'll be he'll be done after uh, the Chicago trip. But, Kevin, you could spot Eric really easily because it, he'd just be wearing his uh, Hogwarts robes on the uh, photo. <laughs> that's true. It'd be easy to spot. Oh, oh. That's speaking true. of Hogwarts robes, we got to talk about what we're all going to be for Halloween because I know what I'm going to be and all of you could probably guess. What? But first... Bono. <laughs> <laughs> no, not Bono. <laughs> that's a good idea. <laughs> no, not Bono. <laughs> but first, Mike Tannenbaum, you have the past week's top Harry Potter news stories. The Portuguese Harry Potter translator Isabella Nunes has reportedly confirmed in an interview with a Portuguese fan site that RAB does indeed stand for Regulus Arcturus Black. Apparently before book six hit shelves, she contacted Joe about the character's gender and was told the full name as well as the gender. A reason for shedding light on the topic at this point is to keep awake the excitement for the seventh book. In the past, Nunes also clarified that Blaise Zabini is a man and Professor Sinistra is a woman. Last month, we told you about a new cover for Quidditch Through the Ages, included in the Harry Potter Schoolbooks box set, along with Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Now the cover for the latter has emerged online. Both books benefit UK charity Comic Relief and can be purchased on Amazon.com. Shameless plug. In movie news, a recent breakthrough in film technology developed by Image Metrics allows a computer to map an actor's performance onto any character, virtual or human, living or dead. The developers say it is far superior to standard hand-drawn computer graphics, which are very costly and time-consuming. Warner Brothers will use this technology in the depiction of Grop, played by Tony Maudsley in Order of the Phoenix, which will surely bring Hagrid's giant half-brother to life. While in New York City for the premiere of his new film Driving Lessons, Rupert Grint sat down for a chat with AM New York, where he discussed filming on Order of the Phoenix. He said they shot the Thestral scenes recently and that it was a really good time because they had to make a mold, a specially made harness that goes under your legs because in the film it has to be invisible. They put you on this crane and lifted you up in the air. That's been my favorite scene so far. Speaking of the fifth film, the first theatrical teaser trailer for Order of the Phoenix will be released Friday, November 17th in front of the WB film Happy Feet. And additional information has emerged this week on Daniel Radcliffe's appearance as Alan Strang in the London West End play at Keith. Apparently 60 audience members will be seated on the stage itself, with the rest in the stalls and circle. The play, written by Peter Schaffer, will run in the round for 16 weeks 
Previews will begin on February 16th, and the official opening is scheduled for the 27th. Rehearsals will commence January 3rd. And tied into a topic we mentioned on last week's show, finally, the online hangout MySpace.com will organize 20 concerts featuring bands promoted on its site as part of a campaign to raise awareness and money for humanitarian relief in Sudan. We'll have complete information on this in the show notes. That's all the news for this October 14th, 2006 edition of MuggleCast. Back to the show. Okay, thank you, Micah. Anyway, uh, guys, Halloween. What are you, what are you all going to be for Halloween? What am I going to be for Halloween, Andrew? I'm going to be a Target employee. Because that's what I'm doing on Halloween. (laughs) That sounds really interesting. What is that, a nice Mm -hmm. red polo shirt with a little Target Yeah, with my lame khaki pants. khaki pants, yeah. I I was thinking a belligerent college student. What do you think? (laughs) I was expecting you to be Bill Gates, actually. Yeah. (laughs) I'm going to be boring. I'm going to stay in and... I'm just going to drop kick people's pumpkins when they ask me for <laughs> oh, okay, so, the treats. So he's going to be a... Uh... You're not going to steal their candy. No, I am. You know, you should learn that life is a, a, a complete <laughs> disappointment early in life, you know? You shouldn't have to wait until it, until you're, you're like a teenager or, or older. So when they come round, I'm going to steal their candy, <laughs> drop kick their pumpkins, and tell them that if they ever come back here again, I'm going to sort them out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorting them out, you know? Michael, what are you going to be for Halloween? I don't know. I don't think I could top Jamie's... Uh... Stealing uh, candy from children, but just do the same then. <laughs> just do the same. <laughs> yeah, I would. Laura, I'm not, that's, it's, that's it's, wrong when you say you're you can't be too old for for uh, Halloween. You're never too old for Halloween. That's not true. If you're 110 well, no. and you can't move, you should not be dressing up as a, a vampire um, and going around. Excuse me, for candy. Jamie. If you're 110, yeah? then Halloween's the perfect holiday for you. Yeah. Oh yeah, you don't have to dress up. <laughs> it's true, yeah. Although I'm sure, no, no, no. Come on, I think you can be too no, old. You're wrong. For it. I don't think you. Can. Hey, I'm Halloween. It's I'll like remind when, you all, Halloween is J.K. Rowling's favorite holiday, so you can never. Mm. Be too well, that doesn't mean you can. That's good, but it doesn't mean you can't be too old for it. <laughs> I never said. I said you. You can't be too old for I Halloween. Mean, it's an awesome I'm holiday. Not, I'm not going to be going trick or treating. Well, it doesn't mean you have to trick or treat. A little too old for that. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be. What do then? Everyone in my uh, school, like, you know, everyone I was sort of outed this year with the whole Harry Potter thing, so I'm going to be uh, Harry Potter. Really? Really. No cloak. Doesn't, Do you remember last year when people cloak? dressed up as us? Yeah. No. We had that contest. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that, was that a... weird? Yeah. Yeah. That, that was pretty funny. But I'm going to be hosting the... Uh, the uh, morning show program that we do, and uh, we nice. have to dress up, and me and my friend, and I'm going to be Harry Potter. I'm going to wear hey, the vested... What? Doesn't being Harry Potter just involve drawing a scar and putting on some glasses? Scar? That's glasses. what everyone seems to Well, not be. scarf. Yeah. yeah, scar, glasses. Um, I'm going to wear the, the, the gray vest. Dye your uh, hair the, black as well. The tie, oh, uh... The white <laughs> undershirt. Yeah, Andrew, do you have... The black pants. Do you have the Triwizard Cup still? You can yeah, bring yeah. that around. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the one you were supposed you know to give away like three months ago. I don't know what you're talking about, Kevin. Okay. I was actually hired to work on MuggleNet on Halloween, so this really? Halloween's going to be my two-year anniversary. Yes. That was a sad oh, wow. day in MuggleNet history. <laughs> <laughs> it's been downhill from there. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's what they uh, all say. Let's get people up to date here with some things we're doing around the uh, podcast. We have the new website up. Hopefully, everyone's enjoyed that. We've gotten a lot of good feedback about it. Um, we're Even working on the, the comments. comments. Don't work. Yeah, we're we're working on that. It's a <laughs> MuggleNet server issue. It's not really the our our fault. And um, also, every week we are going to be we're going to be making a roundup post uh, that'll basically go over what the feedback was of the previous week's show. Enlarge the first one for episode fifty-eight. And. Uh, Without the comments, we have no way of telling people if you guys it or actually not. liked it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so if you guys hated it, just write me and tell me you hated it, and it, it'll just be a good way of you know keeping the site fresh mm. and uh, going over some people's yeah. feedback. Mikey, you got an update about the transcripts? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just uh, the database is finally up to date after a couple of months. I think since about the summertime, we've had some problems getting things up to you guys in a timely fashion, but everything should start to be, you know, moving along smoothly. We have a lot of stuff going on right now. We're still working on LA with Leaky 
and uh, episode 58 and now 57 and now 59. So we might get backed up a little bit. But I want to take just a moment to thank everyone. This is going to be like a one of Jamie's V for Vendetta lists right here (laughs) (laughs) because there are a lot of people. But just to thank the transcribers, I'm just going to go through the list real quick. Shelly, Shannon, Sarah, Roni, Megan, Marty, Mandy, Judy, Jessica, Amanda, Allie, Adrian, Matthew. And then we have three editors, Margaret, Eloise, and Allison. And we just added two this week, Samantha and Brianna. So thanks, thank you guys. You. For... Thank you. Look at this team thanks. Micah has built. It's an I know. Excellent Micah. job, Micah. <laughs> yeah. To think that I used to uh, (laughs) do the episodes all by myself. Um, You know, I meant to tell you this the other day. I was thinking about this for some reason before I went to bed one night. I was just thinking about how great it was. The best idea we ever had to hire Micah. Seriously. Thank you. Thanks, Micah. It's like a sweatshop every night before you go to sleep. (laughs) Yeah, I do. (laughs) (laughs) I certainly do, so, you know, there's no shame in it. I have a picture of him on my nightstand today. Yeah, me too. Oh, that's kind of creepy. I've, weird, I've got seven. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, MuggleCast t-shirts. We haven't done this in a while. We have some new MuggleCast t-shirt designs. And I don't think we've plugged them at all on the show. So go to MuggleCast.com and click them. on store at the link. Or store at the top. <laughs> and, um, is, it, is it called store or shop? Uh, <laughs> one of them. It's one of uh, them. <laughs> store. It's called store. And Just go to either. Pick up uh, these great new T-shirt designs. They are really cool. Um, I saw one. I I saw the first one um, at the Live Leaky Mug. Someone was wearing it, and it's very nice. It's a uh, MuggleCast Crest T-shirt. Then we also have the Lumo shirts up for sale, and uh, we're working on one more design, which should be out around Christmas. But for now, purchase your MuggleCast T-shirt today. Help support the show. Thank you very I much. I agree. Also, after much skepticism, complaints. Berates, all these, all these, all this, oh, it just hurts so much. Uh, episode 57 is finally released four weeks late, but hey, it's out It's still out? It's, it's a bit of a mess. Uh, I had to record the second half of the show again with my voice because my I lost audio file, and it's, a, it's not a bad show, actually, so. Uh, we didn't make a, a news post on MuggleNet, we will with this uh, new episode, but... Uh, so check that out. Sorry for the oh. delay. Yeah, they made and... you cry, didn't they, Andrew? Wow. Yeah, all these people are complaining about how we were just doing it to keep up with Pottercast and all this nonsense. <gasps> it was how just because <laughs> if you listen to 57, you will see it's a very dated show. And that's why the title of the show, in fact, is called MuggleCast 57. This show is outdated. So, oh, <laughs> good title. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's, a, Jamie, that's the one we recorded RCPs. before LA, right? Right before the trip, yeah. yeah. Jamie, you got the frogs the... have, huh? You got the RSVP thing. It's yours, right? Oh, oh yeah. Well, before I do, I just like to say that chocolate frogs have furious fights over who gets to be in the box w- with a Dumbledore card. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty that was good. Phoebe, sixteen from Texas. Thank you. Okay, um, the RSVP thing. Okay, somebody, I can't remember who because the email got deleted, so I'm sorry. Wrote in to point out that I had been mispronouncing. RSVP, not the actual uh, abbreviation, but the actual thing. I was saying it's Reponde Silverplay, and there's an S in there, so it's Responde Silverplay. Well done to them for spotting out my (laughs) deliberate error and for uh, pointing it out. So, yeah, well done. Because I did do that on purpose just to test who was was listening and who was up to scratch their French. Oh, by the way, um, yeah, so instead of doing an actual segment for the Dumbledore Chuck Norris facts, I thought I'd just put them in whenever there's an awkward silence or a small gap or something like that. So let me know if you like that more. (laughs) Okay. Um, We also have a listener rebuttal this week, and then we'll get into our main discussion. This comes from Valerie, 16, of New York, and she just wanted to clear up a little mistake we made on episode 58. I have a rebuttal regarding the veil on episode 58. You mentioned that Ginny could have heard... Quote, beyond the veil because she saw Riddle die. This theory isn't possible because a few pages earlier it was stated that she couldn't see the Thestrals, so she couldn't have seen death. Uh, a lot of people brought this up to us. And it's true, but the eternal optimist could always say, well, gee, um, no, maybe she was just right. pretending. Yeah, I know, she's right. <laughs> I'm just Thank you, Valerie. Cover it. So, with that said. So, so wait, so the. Even the eternal optimist would be screwed in this regard. That completely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But with that said, we should revise what 
uh, the conclusion that we made last week, which is in order to hear voices from the veil, you have to have seen death. I don't think so. But now we're yeah. But now the general consensus. I know. Wait, you weren't on the show last week, right? No, I was, was, but you guys kept saying that it was death, and I was saying that Ginny had never seen anyone die. Yeah, she says that that now. She says that. You didn't say that. Yeah, you did not say that. Go back and listen to the show. I said Ginny's never seen anyone die. Therefore, she's taking all the credit for Valerie's hard work, Andrew. Here, oh, (laughs) (laughs) when the transcripts release tomorrow, we'll go back and we'll take a look. No, I can tell you exactly what I. She probably did. She probably did. I said no one. We don't know if Ginny's seen anyone die, so there's got to be a different common link between those four people. No one brought up the Thestrals, though. That that was the mistake that we made, saying that Ginny couldn't. That you made, not me. Okay, sorry. So, <laughs> Just kidding, Andrew. So, so now, thinking about it, it could be a near-death experience. Because Ginny was in a near-death experience in the Chamber of Secrets. Yeah. That was actually in the, the roundup that I posted. That one listener thought that because... She thought that maybe it was traumatic experiences that made them more vulnerable to the Vale's... Um, Power. Attraction. So you're saying Ron and Hermione have never that, experienced the traumatic I'm not event. saying that. I'm saying listener feedback. And see, it kind of brings into question what would the level of trauma have to be? Consider, yeah. It's like, yeah, Ron, you almost died yeah. when you were 11 years old. That doesn't count, you know? So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So. <clears throat> This week we're going to talk about the department, well, no, this is continuing our series about the Department of Mysteries. Today we're going to be talking about time. Ben's not here to sing it with me either. What song is it? You're all alone, City of Blinding Lights by U2. Hey. Oh boy. Why, what does time have to do with that? Or is it, or did you just say time in the theme of City of Blinding Lights? <laughs> He applies every well, that's, word. Uh, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about time. Right. And in the song, right. they say, they sing, time, oh, time will leave me as I am, time taking the boy out of this man. Okay. Anyway, Jamie, go for it. Well, okay, uh, time's an extremely interesting topic because it has been the sort of subject of, you know, a great deal of science fiction, films, fantasy novels, and, you know, it's something you can't you can't really explain. It's very complicated, very intense topic, and even for the most powerful of wizards and witches, when messed with, it can have dire consequences. So... And especially when uh, it comes down to the Department of Mysteries and time, because uh, obviously the Ministry of Magic isn't, you know, completely, uh, you know, um, what's the word? What's the opposite of corrupt? Sorry, what's the uh, opposite of non-corrupt? Corrupt. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Congratulations, Jamie. Thank you, thank you. uh, uh, Fine, fine. So the uh, Ministry of Magic isn't completely non-corrupt. Uh, so, you know, time when placed into the hands of a bad person like Voldemort could be very, very deadly. So, um, let's talk about time. Let's start off with our first question. How much control does the Ministry have over time, and time meddling, more specifically? And the first bit of that is, it took a long, long time for Hermione to get the time-turner in Prisoner of Azkaban, and it seems, because of this, that the Ministry has strict controls, but maybe, like other Ministry-related things, they are open to outside control. What do you guys think? Well, do you think that they were monitoring anything that Hermione was doing with the Time Turner? You mean like tracking what she was doing? Yeah, because, I mean, it seems like if they really wanted to make sure that it wasn't being abused, they would. But at the same time, no one's ever said anything to the trio about going back and saving Sirius. Well, exactly. You'd think that they'd restrict it so she couldn't just go back, you know, ten years and change stuff that she wanted to, but I'm sure they wouldn't allow her to go back and rescue Sirius, as you say, so perhaps they don't. Perhaps the uh, tests are before she gets it, and then once they're satisfied she won't use it for anything bad, they give her free reign over it. Although that does seem a bit, you know, It's kind of dangerous, though, but, I mean, again, it's something they would do. (coughs) Yeah. No, it is. I'm actually rereading prisoner of azkaban right now but i don't remember does the ministry know that she has the time turner yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Know, definitely yeah she said that mcgonagall had to write tons and tons of letters to get it for so her. maybe they just have to convince or well, mcgonagall just had to convince the ministry that she could be trusted enough to do this now do you think the ministry is the only one with time turners well exactly they're like sh- surely you can get one you can't 
you know. See, th- and where do they get them from? Do they make them, or are they natural? Or you see, know? the thing is, is what do they just pop out of the ground? Jimmy? Yeah, <laughs> like flowers. Yes, yes. <laughs> they grow they, on trees. They have time. They have time turner trees, and you just pluck one off and you know <laughs> wind it back, and you're fine. When it's ripe. See, of see the thing is yeah. about the time turner that I never really liked was that they were able to see themselves in the past, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Which. No, I but mean, that, why don't yeah. you like it? it well, <laughs> well, explain. No, that. the reason why I don't yeah. like it is this: um, if you, in the when you're visualizing time, if you go back in time, right, and kill yourself, right, you would never have had the mm-hmm. opportunity to go back in time in the first place. No, Kevin, you... stop trying to show off, okay? <laughs> Anyone can get this from, from uh, Wikipedia, <laughs> well, that's why, okay? that's why you don't go back do in time and kill no, yourself. But, but what that's I'm, why you don't. But what no, I'm no, saying no. is... The point you're trying to say is you can't go back in time and kill yourself because you couldn't... Because if you went back in time and killed yourself, you couldn't go back in time and, and kill yourself. Exactly, and then you'd... <laughs> but that has absolutely nothing to no, do with no, Harry Potter. No, no, I make a point. <laughs> that, this that's is my point. That's not necessarily true, though. I mean, it depends it is, on, it is. Of course on it what is. the limitations of time are. No, because in the books, doesn't it work in a loop? It would just keep going and going no, but, and going. What, but if you decided now to go back ten years... Huh? <laughs> <laughs> okay, how about this? Just like it, the Energizer instead of Instead of saying kill yourself, if you're... Going back in time results in your death indirectly. Then it becomes a paradox. Yeah, then it, it precludes your, exactly. your existence. And yeah, what I'm saying is, are even the dark wizards willing to go back in time knowing the risks involved in doing so? But Kevin, Kevin, you can't... If you go back in time, yeah, then and then you can't die... Because if you died, then you wouldn't be there to go back in time. So your mission is automatically a success if you go back in time. Do you see what I mean? Well, no, it's not automatically a success, but you come back. You definitely come back. It depends on your view of time. If it's a linear time as opposed to, like, a quantum time where there's... Yeah, I definitely... Right, you've lost me absolutely completely already. (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is there's different ways of viewing time. One in a linear fashion or one in, like, the quantum physics fashion where by going back in time you have just created a new timeline where different things can happen. Oh, I see. So That's what I'm saying, though. I mean, I'm kind of under the impression that time in Harry Potter is circular. Like, for instance... It's like linear? where. Okay, let me explain. You know how in the Prisoner of Azkaban movie, and I think... I don't often like to cite the movies because I often feel that they're incorrect... But you know how at the end when Harry and Hermione come running back and they open the doors and they see themselves disappear? I believe yeah. that the versions of themselves that just disappeared would come running back again and see themselves disappear again. Like it keeps oh, going yeah, and yeah, going yeah. and going. So like even if you do kill yourself, it just happens over and over and over again. Which is a paradox. But surely, Kevin, surely, surely Kevin, um, the time in Harry Potter is one where you don't... Cr- create a new timeline because Dumbledore says that they've got to be back in the hospital wing at a certain time to replace the ones that have just gone. So surely when Dumbledore turned after he sent Harry and Hermione off to do the thing, he just turned around and they were there and it had been a success already, isn't that right? But by different by different timeline I'm meaning they affected events so therefore there is a universe in which they did not go back in time or in which um in which Sirius died, and then there's a universe That's in which Sirius survived. That's Let, Let's discuss this. Do you think that Harry will visit some sort of alternate universe where things are different? I think that would be a far stretch for the Harry Potter books. A parallel universe? Tell us about parallel universes. Uh, let's not. <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, no, no. He told us about those in Vegas, remember, actually. Yeah, that was a lot of fun hearing about that. I did. <laughs> But but what I'm saying is my point is is do you think that dark wizards are would avoid time and time travel because of the implications of making a mistake? Well, it depends. I think that Voldemort no, would avoid Voldemort, it, but I think yeah. I think he'd make people do it for him. Yeah, but but yeah, even yeah, it's too powerful for him to. But leave, even yeah. then, you have to realize that you can you can catch yourself in you can catch like time itself in an, a loop where nothing will yeah, move forward. Yeah, that's true. I mean, 
if one of his followers screwed exactly. up. Exactly. So kid. do you think that Voldemort would actually mm. be willing to take the risk of? I think he. I think he. Well, he'd I trust think it that some people. I think that kind of brings us back to who does regulate time. You know. It's got to be the ministry. You can't regulate uh, but, it, really. Because, yeah, you could. Uh, that's the thing. It's you almost wonder if anyone has any sort of view on you know of what's going on. If Voldemort would be able to know what was going on, if he would be able to somehow direct a person who had gone back in time to do something, you know, it's yeah. difficult. It is difficult. Like you can't exactly send someone a letter telling them what to do if they've gone back in time. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're confusing. Ourselves. Well, it's a very confusing yeah, subject, that, <laughs> yeah. and also, is there a limitation on knows. how far back in time you can go? I don't think so. I never got that impression. So you're oh, saying yeah. that Hermione could have taken the time turner, flipped the time turner a million times, got a million, times. yeah, gone back <laughs> to right before Harry's parents were killed and saved their lives. Yeah. No, well, she, not necessarily yeah, save done. their lives, but then again, she'd have to live through those 16 or 13, 14 years. She couldn't just, you know. Yeah, exactly. She couldn't. You can't go forward in time. But I'm under the impression that she couldn't do that because if she'd done that, Harry's parents would, would be alive now. I know that you're saying that you, yeah. you can have different timelines. It's but hypothetical. I don't think that's though. the case. In, in, I uh, think Kevin's just trying Potter. to make a Yeah, I mean, my, my yeah, point but, is, is that the repercussions of changing anything in the past are so great. That you know the smallest thing. If you if you, you push one it, person yeah. out of the way of a moving car, right? That person surviving changes, could change yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. They could go. Well, on then, and, do you think yeah. that maybe the trio accidentally changed something that seems so minute in the third book, and it's going to come up in the seventh book, and it's going to make everything even more difficult? Like, um, well, I'm what? just, I'm just, I don't have any specific examples. I'm just saying. Kevin Instead brings of up turning a, the light off. They left it on. Yeah, you know, light something bulb just, burst. Someone did go up. Someone and didn't changed the light bulb and hit their which head. Which triggered Draco. Exactly. Oh come yeah. on! I was on a roll, Kevin. But there's no light bulbs in Hogwarts, so that sort of doesn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> Should we move on to the next one? Can they monitor when someone has cha- changed time, or have we done that? Perhaps actually think about it. Do you think? But would you think that's like like they can tell where magic has been like um, a resonance it leaves dubbed, some they can't sort tell of who by yeah. yeah yeah perhaps it's that um that they can monitor that somebody has gone back and done something but they can't tell what so when they see Hermione going back in Prisoner of Azkaban they just think that it's her going back to do her her uh, lessons rather than oh yeah but wait a yeah. minute but wouldn't they be able to watch or something. Well, I guess so, but... That'd be kind of creepy, though, because that would mean they'd be watching her all the time. Well, that's just one of the the rules that you have to deal with. tune in on, like, Channel 415, Hermione, (laughs) cable... Whenever they feel like it. Whenever they feel like it. But but wouldn't she be going to... um, Wouldn't she be going to one class twice? So, say if at 10 a.m. No, say if at 9... Actually, no. Yeah, say if at 9 a.m. she's got muggle studies, yeah? And at 9am she's got arithmancy. If she went back in time to go to arithmancy, wouldn't she be Then she's in Muggle void? Studies again. No, well, she, yeah. no, 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 she wouldn't be in Muggle Studies, though, because she'd be in arithmancy. So as Kevin says, there have got to be two two different things of, oh of time. God, this but is so confusing. <laughs> they aren't parallel. They've got to catch Th- up. That's what I'm point. saying, yeah. See what I mean? Because because if she goes back in time to go to one at nine a.m., she can't be in two places at once. So she's got to be missing from one, unless it's two different periods of time. Does, yeah, does that yeah. Sense? But remember what, like, remember what Her- Harry and uh, Ron were saying. They saw her in class. So what she probably did was she went to class, went back in time, and went to another class. So she technically was in two places at once until the point at which she had. Use at it. which they come exactly. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure about that because if, say, she weren't in one class whenever she went to the other, there'd be no point in saying you can't be seen. You know? Well, yeah, I guess. But you're still going to run across yourself. And wasn't there one point in the book where Hermione was walking with them and she suddenly disappeared and was at the bottom yeah, of the stairs? Yeah. You'd think you she'd be a bit more subtle, <laughs> just walking along, <laughs> and disappear. You know, 
think you think she'd go into the toilet like Superman and you know, you turn the <laughs> Yeah, but what if what if they just run across one of her past selves and she just disappears? <laughs> yeah. 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 No, 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 no. Or if uh, or she's uh, or she's in, this can't go into the show really, but if she goes into the toilet and she turns the time back and somebody's in there taking it. <laughs> <laughs> she just lands on top of it. <laughs> but I don't I don't think they can monitor the changing of time just because they would be able to know exactly what happened that night. They know that Sirius was freed it's somehow. True, yeah. And they, if they knew well, that's that, what I was thinking. Sorry. Well, clearly oh, the ministry doesn't know because Fudge had no clue. He was just pointing. Fudge fingers, never has so a clue. <laughs> I know, but if the ministry did know, then Fudge would know, you know, they would, obviously tell him, hopefully. But there was ministry presence that was there, though. Wasn't there that night? Um, because the Dementors were going to perform the kiss. Well, Fudge was there. Right. Fudge came. So you would think that if they knew Hermione used the time turner at this time during the day to go back exactly. in time, that they would have connected the two events. Yeah, yeah it's true. So obviously they can't even monitor when she uses it. No, yeah. Maybe that's part of why it's so uh, such a problem to entrust it into even a student that is under the watch of professors. I don't know. I just think if they're if they're issued by the ministry, you would think they would take the responsibility of tracking what people are doing with them. I mean, hope so. Yeah. I doubt when they were trying to figure out how Sirius escaped. I don't think the first thing they checked was Hermione's. Time Turner. No, but then again, this is the same. This is the same group of people that put Dementors as guards on a prison. You know, creatures that are known to serve Lord Voldemort. They're putting in charge of his followers. It just doesn't seem like they'd be all that intelligent when it came to how they ran things. Right. Especially time. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean that that would explain why they wouldn't check Hermione. Well, I don't. I'm not sure you can check though. I mean, I'm just not sure. I believe that it's like you can log into whatever and you know check to see Hermione change time at 4:52 p.m. You know, maybe not, but I don't know. If you could track magic, well, we'll get into this more later. We're talking about how. I think it's good. Okay. Number two, can anyone with the right tools change time, or do you need magic in you like you need? magic when using a wand because the wand just channels the magic we hadn't andrew and i had an interesting discussion about this the other day and then i stopped it because i was like save it for the show yeah <laughs> but no basically we were kind of talking about could could a muggle or a squib use a time turner because i'm not necessarily sure they could but my point was that a wand isn't really a source of magic it channels the magic from its owner a time turner is actually magical itself. So would well, we think it is. Well, it's got to be. It's yeah, changing no, time. It's not the wizard that's changing. No, but time. it could. No, but it. Well, I mean, the no, wizard but does, but magic wizard could put be... into it. You know, that's... right, right. The same no, way. No, that's not true is. though, because remember, in Order of the Phoenix, whenever they knocked over the time turners and they kept reappearing and falling back over by themselves, so it wasn't magic that yeah, but that, that was just... put into them. They were fixing themselves and. Well, there has again. to be there has to be some magic in them, but you might also need the wizard's magic, which I thought that's what you were telling me the other day. No, no, no. I was saying that you need a wizard's magic to use a wand, but I'm not yeah. necessarily sure you need a wizard's magic to use a time turner. When you say change time, do you mean specifically with a time turner, or is there another way that you're talking about? Well, we know that we've seen a, another method of time in the Department of Mysteries, where that one Death Eater fell into the bell jar, and it caused his head to become that of a baby's. And that was, it was kind of different, because it wasn't really changing time, it was changing making him younger. Yeah. yeah, it was, it was make it was, it was making him younger, and it was also a lot faster, whereas with the Time Turner, you actually have to live back through all of those events over again. With the bell jar, he was going back and forth between being a baby being a Death Eater, within seconds. Yeah. Well, I think if a Muggle or a Squib got a hold of a Time Turner and they just turned it a little bit, something might happen. This is so tough, this stuff. It, it really I know. Is, yeah. 
Now I know how. I need some infantile humor. To, uh, <laughs> Do you to remember? Take away from the series, um, if you'll remember on the Prisoner of Azkaban DVD, where Alfonso Cuaron was trying to explain the whole time cycle and he couldn't. Really? Now I know how <laughs> oh. he feels. <laughs> because it's like. Yeah, but well, it's Joe, Spanish was, movies, so, you know, he's, uh, we've got to give him some. Yeah. <laughs> wasn't Joe sitting with him, or was that a separate yeah. interview? Yeah, Joe was sitting with Did him. Did she try to explain it at all? No, she just looked at him, and she was like, yeah, yeah, it is very hard. Oh. <laughs> she basically gave Thanks. him that look like, um, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if the bell jar, like, like, how does it, the baby, how young was the baby? Was it a week old, a month old? I don't know, it just said baby. What determines, yeah, what determines how far back it brings you That's well what. apparently i mean we saw in the bell jar that there was wasn't there an egg in there and as it floated to the top it turned into a bird or something and then as, as it went back down to the bottom it would turn back into an egg so i think it probably takes you back to the earliest you know form of life i suppose no because the earliest form of life for a I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. (laughs) I didn't want to bring this up because then it gets into the whole topic of when does life start and we don't need to go there. (laughs) Yeah, Which came first, chicken or the egg? Oh, Andrew, there's an easy answer to this. It's clearly the egg. Yeah. Because evolution says that, uh, you know, there has to be something before a chicken, before something evolved into a chicken. So the one stage before, before a chicken, that thing laid an egg. And then that hatched into a chicken. But what so laid the egg? We... Huh? <laughs> a, a, a chicken minus one. Well, that's like saying yeah. a mother came along and no, no, gave no, birth to not... Adam and Eve. It's no, not. he's it's right. Not... He's right, Andrew. Whatever came before, whatever came before the chicken, whatever the chicken's ancestor is, laid the egg, and the evolution over time brought hey, us look, to the chicken. You guys are such dorks. Because anyone else, if you ask that, they're just like, "Ooh, like this." Andrew, what? look at it like this. If you have what came first, the snake or the egg, okay? The 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 egg came first because the the a snake with one leg laid an egg, and then that hatched into a snake with no legs, which is really a snake. Whereas the snake with one leg isn't really a snake. Do you see? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it's what, it's what all based saying on is evolution. If you yeah, if you if you think about it, humans are slowly evolving. I mean, it's it's so minimal that each generation has, you know, some sort of small change to them, but it's so, it's so just minimal that you can't even notice it. Isn't there some sort of prediction that eventually humans are going to no longer have their pinky finger one day? We're just, I hope <laughs> humans are only going to have four fingers. Oh, that fingers. would stink. So it's like, it's, it's like saying, you know, over time, like for instance, the mother who had like a centimeter of her pinky finger that gave birth to the child with no pinky finger. Well, it's like people you know say about your appendix. People think that it used to be a second stomach. You ever hear that one? Yeah. Yeah, and now that would have been awesome. You get to subway and then go and back ten minutes now later. Just, just uh, <laughs> ready to <laughs> cause appendicitis. First. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, like what what, what purpose? Uh, does, how did we? Get, uh, this came that. from the egg <laughs> floating to the top, and then the bird okay. floating. Yeah. Down. Let's move from the yeah, bell but... jar and go to number four. Will well, hold on. Uh, what what purpose does the bell jar serve? I, I think research. the bell jar was it's just, just yeah, an ex- yeah, it was, was just that... an experiment. Oh, okay. And the only reason why it went back so f- as far as it did back to the egg is just probably the way they set up the mm-hmm. experiment. Well, they're probably what they're yeah. trying to do is probably monitor time change in a very fast setting. So they don't have to sit there yeah, and exactly. watch, you know, a chicken take f- 4 weeks to grow, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe they did it in case um like the parents didn't take a picture of the baby <laughs> when it was a newborn. So <laughs> you charge a small fee, and you can. Or they'd forgotten what their first fee. word was, so uh, they were <laughs> yeah. like, well, "You know, what? well, let's just chuck you back into the uh, time, and we'll see what you said." Uh huh. <laughs> All right, so moving along here. Okay, number four. Will time feature in book seven? Will the trio use it again to right an injustice? Uh, and one from that: How far back in time would the trio go in order to change something? Th- this goes back to what we were talking about, that I don't think they'd ever dare go back to when Harry's Yeah, and, were alive. and that's what I was saying about even Dark Wizards. I don't think anyone would even risk the repercussions that <laughs> yeah, could result it's, it's from. It's too unreliable. Way too unreliable. They, the further you go back, the more that things can change from a single action. 
mm-hmm. you know, because it grows off of yeah, itself. Yeah, but that's why I was kind of so. bringing up, what if they did something so seemingly... Well, technically they Yeah, but did. I mean, what if they did something so seemingly unimportant while they were changing time that it's going to come back and bite them in the butt, you know? Well, it, it, it really won't matter because they never had a perspective on what was going to happen in the future anyway. What I'm saying is if you are here now and you go back five years, a subtle change there can change course, to here yeah. and now largely. Oh because they only went back a couple hours, when they did end up getting to their current time, the time at which they had gone back, it didn't, nothing major had changed. And that's good. But what I'm saying is if you do go back further than that, if you go back years or, you know, hundreds of years. Millenniums. Exactly. The slightest change. One life can make a huge change. And to the point where when you do catch up with the current time, things can be completely different. Oh, man. Yeah. Like, it always scares me. Like, what if there's no Thomas Edison? (laughs) What if there's no Al Gore? He invented (laughs) the What happens if there was no Bono? No, there's no can't think about that. But book seven, yeah, I don't think time is going to factor in it at all. I think we saw it in book three, and I don't know though. I don't. They're agree. not going to pull out a time turner and be like, "Oh, let's go back in time five minutes." Well, and I don't think so. Though, make sure because... that Dolish yeah, uh, dies. There's too many. Qu- <laughs> there's too many questions. I think regarding that it has it. to. I mean, something has to happen with it. It might not be. I don't know. I just think that time is too important in these books not to have a place in book seven. But I think it's a cop out at the same time to think that they're going to be able to go back in time and correct. No, no, no. I don't think they're going to go back and correct a major event. But I think that there's going to have to be some sort of study of time. It just seems interesting to me. You know, J.K. Rowling put. I don't even know why I'm calling her that. Joe put a huge emphasis on time in the Department of Mysteries. She had them in that room two or three times, didn't she? I I just don't think... I think that Harry is going to go back to the Department of Mysteries. I think he's going to study the veil. I think he's going to study time. And I think he's going to get behind that door. Why study this stuff, though, unless you absolutely need it? Because it's You think he's going to go to the Department of Mysteries and say, hey, I'm here to study the veil. Yeah. (laughs) He's going to go downstairs, take out his book, and start writing with his quill. I don't think it's that kind of study. (laughs) I think he's going to come back and actually have to do something with it. I think he's going to have to find out exactly what these things are. She would not have introduced us to this place if we weren't going to learn about it. Could they solve absolutely everything like eliminate the conflict by going back in time and stopping Snape from overhearing the prophecy? I don't but think that's they what would. Yeah, I agree with Kevin here. I don't Be- think they would. You can't predict what's going to happen by doing that and I think it would really screw things up. It would not result in the in the same you know, outcome and it would obviously it would not result in the same outcome and things would be really screwed up. But for all you know by not letting Snape hear the prophecy, um, something else yeah. happens that results in Harry's death. And then, yeah. oops, now you have Voldemort running around without Harry to well, stop Yeah, him. exactly, yeah, yeah. Well, plus you have to live through 16 years. Of- yeah, exactly. <laughs> and by the time you catch up to yourself, you're not even going to know what's going on, so... And do you age? That's another question. Do you age in time? Like, will he, would he be 16 years older than he initially he, was? He so he back. would go back no. in time at 16 and then... I don't see how time can uh, stop you. Yeah, I it's mean, still moving. it's time. You can't stop yourself from aging. So he would so arrive he at 32. To that, the night of the prophecy, yeah. yeah exactly. Basically, like, let's say that Hermione goes back 100 years. She's going to die before she gets back to where she was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that's, so not, does she that's stop. not a cheerful thought, but... That's so does she think. stop existing at the time she went back? That's the question. Yeah. If she Kevin, if, you're twisting my brain if, here. I can't in in can't Prisoner of Azkaban, if they replace themselves that went back in time, doesn't that mean that she'll never catch up to herself that goes back in time, so she'll just die and stop I don't existing? Know. That's too complicated. Well, too complicated. <laughs> but the one thing I do know is that the only time Dumbledore was wrong was when he thought he'd made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Austin15 from Texas. That was in an awkward moment. Kevin was on a roll there. I was on a roll. Yeah, no, he was on a roll. Sorry. I just... Oh, no, Way no. It doesn't, own... it doesn't only have to be in an awkward moment. I just thought uh, it seemed like a nice time for it. I'm oh, sorry, okay. Kevin. 
Go on, go on. Oh, I, I'm good this time now. Time stuff is so complicated. Yeah, I think we're making we're gonna make everyone it's, sick. It doesn't matter though. It's it's yeah. gone pretty well. Okay, should we move? Should we skip out four? We're, you know what we're going to should do? We, we're going to we cause a one? number of accidents because people will be concentrating yeah. on time so much they won't be concentrating on driving while listening to us, and they're just going to start hitting other. But then we can just go back in time and uh, save. Oh, that's <laughs> true. Yeah. In time and uh, yeah. not record the show, and then they'll be fine. You're so right. It's okay. Yeah. Okay, n- number five. Why is it so important that you are not seen when traveling back in time? And is it that you can't be seen at all or just n- not by yourself? I actually saw a TV program a few years ago where you could go back in time and see yourself, but you couldn't touch yourself. And if you touched yourself, it caused like a, 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 it's a, a universal a, a paradox. paradox and the entire universe exploded. I think what it is, you can see like, your past self yeah, past and self. other people yeah, can yeah. see you. But your past self can't see your future. You know what I'm saying? Because like the the, the trio the trio all saw them pa- their, yeah, their past no selves whenever they went yeah. back. And obviously there's tons of no other people saw Hermione's yeah. multiple personalities wandering around the school. I thought that they described some of the consequences. Wasn't it that like you can't predict what you You go mad, yeah. You, yeah, you can't predict you know what you have the a other person and you see yeah well well that's one thing but yeah. you can't really predict for example if harry had seen himself b- prior to knowing yeah. there was a time turner what is harry going you to think he's his dad maybe again just like yeah right himself, either you know. that or kill him <laughs> right jamie what would you do if you saw yourself walk into a room uh, i would challenge myself to to an arm wrestle and uh, and then see who wins <laughs> that'd be awesome <laughs> challenge myself to a fight yeah, but see, the problem is, is either that win? other people can look like you. <laughs> yeah. By use. Yeah, what if? By yeah, but using, not identical. Yeah. Yes, but that's what I'm saying. I mean, look at um, look at Moody. He was Moody. Everyone knew him as Moody, but he wasn't. Yeah, so if Harry saw if himself, himself you mean, so it, yeah, the first thing he's gonna assume is that it's someone disguised as uh, exactly pull out his wand and try to kill him. So now you just killed yourself in the future. I think you'd be a bit hasty to yeah. just kill it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, you can't predict your reaction to seeing yourself. Well, I mean, in Hermione's case, if the rule, if she said the rule was, I'm not allowed to let the other version of myself see me, but if you know you have a time turner... Maybe it's a little different then, but, I mean, Dumbledore continually said, you can't be seen. I guess that so makes sense if people see like, two of you because maybe the ministry doesn't want anyone knowing who has time turners. Because then, like, say, uh, Malfoy could. If Malfoy. Yeah, but can you hold imagine? On, if, Ma- if Malfoy knew that Hermione had a time turner, Malfoy could get Hermione to maybe, maybe take him back in time to, you know, change something to cause some sort of damage. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm but, saying just a little yeah, incident imagine, in, the, like, in the past day. Not like, I'm just you know. not even sure that Hermione could even. I don't even if you have a time turner that you should be seeing your future self because what would Hermione have done if she'd seen herself rescuing someone that she thought was a criminal? Because obviously, if her past, you know, if her past self had seen her future self saving Sirius Black, she would have been like, "What was I thinking? <laughs> or what will no, no. I be thinking?" What if it's event-specific? And think about the people that are involved. When it's going on during school hours and most likely people know, at least among the teachers, that she's using it, there wouldn't be any cause for concern. But think of all the people that are involved in the situation when she goes back in time at the end of Prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah, it's true. Would you really want somebody like Snape seeing you? Would you want somebody yeah, that's true. like Wormtail yeah, seeing you? Because yeah. what use would you have for going back in time at that situation? And right. they're going to immediately assume that you're going to you're changing something for the better or for your own reasons. And I'm sure yes. that's not going to fly with the ministry. So yeah, I think it's just a just the repercussions of, you know, possibly changing things or seeing yourself out of context and doing something drastic. I think our brains have all been appropriately twisted now. If you aren't bleeding yeah, from the yeah. ears yet, you will be. Well, for more on time... For more on time, go to level 9 on MuggleNet, which I thought was pretty comprehensive, but after talking about it on the show, I realized it barely skims Maybe the surface. But still you should provide anyway. a link... On level nine to this episode of Muggle, I should. It is MuggleNet dot com slash 
level nine, I think. Let me just check that quickly. <laughs> yeah, is it's, nine yeah, spelled it's out or nine. is it the letter? It's spelled out. Um, guys, <clears throat> last week we um, tried to give Laura Mal- Mallory a call, and uh, we asked if um, did we? Maybe yeah, we did, <laughs> and um, no answer. Got the voicemail. Said uh, your call is very important to us. Ben left a message. Asked her to call us back, and um, no response. So. Imagine Let's, that. Uh, <laughs> want to try giving her a call one more time and uh, give her a call one more time and uh, you know see if she maybe answers this time. Yeah, what, let's do it. it. She's in Decatur, Deca- Decatur, Georgia. Decatur. 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 Okay. One. <laughs> Decatur. Her number is for anyone at home who wants to give her a call. Andrew, don't do that. That <laughs> <laughs> you guys can't talk to her because we're on speakerphone. She's not going to answer. I would laugh if she did. I know, Shut she's up. going to take up. It's Andrew, Andrew. Awkward be nice. moment. Okay. Uh, 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 uh. Just be polite, whatever you do. Your call has been forwarded to an automatic voice oh. message system. Oh, jeez. Laura Mallory is not available at the tone. This is a different number. Is that her recording? someone? Yeah. Yeah. Or press one for more options. Hi, Laura. This is uh, Andrew Sims from MuggleCast. I just wanted to ask you a couple questions about your concerns with the Harry Potter series. Um, you talked to my associate, Ben, last week. Well, he left a message on your phone at home. And uh, he said, well, in your voicemail, it says that your call is very important to us, but unfortunately we didn't get a call back. So uh, we'd like to have a small interview with you on our show. gets about a million listeners a week, so, um, you know, it'd be, it'd be a big-time interview. So give me a call back. Number six zero nine six six eight. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> well, bad. that was not bad. bad. Very professional. <sighs> right? It's very upsetting. We have about a million listeners a week. I just, I want to, I want to make yeah. it a hot sell. You know what I'm saying? Now, Jamie, you were on the show last week, and we did yeah. a, had a little discussion about right. our time in California. Did you have anything to add? Yeah. Perhaps. Well, I don't. I don't want to repeat what everyone else has said, but I'm sure the word awesome has come up a lot of times from what other people have said, and you'd all be right if you called it awesome. It was absolutely awesome. Uh, mm. It was, yeah, it was fantastic. And uh, the uh, leaky mug, sorry, not the leaky mug, I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, the time at Santa Monica Beach was so, 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 so good. I felt at peace with nature yeah, there, you know? yeah. Especially I when felt, you made contact with the water, one. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, I did. Well, you see, what happened was, um, you know, people were going in left, right, and center. John had gone in, Andrew had gone, you'd gone, and Ben just said to me, right, you're going in. Now, instead of argue, arguing with him, and he is quite a bit bigger than me, so he could have just picked me up and thrown me in, and I'd have ruined my cell phone and everything. I just said, all right, Ben, I'm going in. So I took my phone out of my pocket, took my took my wallet out and all my bucks, man, and I put them down, and then Ben just picked me up and threw me into the water, and it was freezing, <laughs> absolutely freezing. Yeah. yeah, it was awesome, absolutely awesome. Yeah, so. And uh, the uh, podcast awards were very cool as well. Uh, I felt very proud being there and picking up that award and the microphone proud and everything. Proud and excited. And um, proud, yeah, very proud and excited. And um, and uh, there was a party going on all day with cake and, you know, and... Uh, and all day and, <laughs> and, and like cake, and, but, cake um, and fruit punch right? <clears throat> cake and fruit punch yeah and it was awesome and um, the leaky mug went very well as well it was great to meet everyone out there and I actually got thank you very much to the people who all got me lucky charms I ended up with five boxes of them so we <laughs> yeah, did, did you that evening did you get the, those uh, on your plane room. did they allow all that stuff uh, yeah I did well well, we ate quite a few um, you know there and then but I put the other ones uh, in my suitcase and I've still got some left over which is quite cool and uh, and thank you for, for all, all the other presents as well and just LA is an amazing place and I had a really really good time there so thank you to everyone and it was great Didn't to see you meet you somebody well. thanks so I meet Didn't somebody. you meet somebody you've been waiting to meet for a long time at a Disney World Disney <laughs> no I didn't meet him did I I didn't meet him he was gone I only saw him once he was and he was, a day was very busy so huh you're talking about Mickey Jamie uh, you didn't Mike? meet him yeah we, yeah we're talking about Mickey yeah are we talking about Mickey yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he he. We did, oh no, I think I waved at him and he waved at me back. But to to be fair, I was slightly disappointed. I was hoping for a hug, a handshake. And a One fight. other listener rebuttal we got this week because of Ryan, twenty one of State College, PA. Uh, he writes, Micah. 
Yeah. <laughs> you seem to be one of the most active on this topic, so I figured I'd just send this one to you. Joe said there weren't executions, just studying death. Is it possible that the observers were studying ghosts that came out of the veil? Is the veil the gateway back to Earth if you choose to be a ghost? We're supposed to figure out more about the veil and more about how people become ghosts, so I figured it might be a connection. Also, check out the Onion Radio Network podcast. It might be suited to your humor. There's a plug for you. Signed, Ryan. Well, I'll answer the second part about the gateway back to Earth. I think it would be more of a gateway to whatever afterlife there was. We talked about that on the, the last show, that if this ministry is built around the veil and the veil is sort of the gateway to the underworld, maybe it's possible that those people's souls who don't go to the underworld, that they do come back through the veil. I don't know. It still wouldn't explain why the ghosts just can't, you know, pop on through the other side and that no ghost came through the veil at all while they were there. You know, because I, they I'm, can't. I'm not, you think they're trapped? No, I just don't think that it's like saying. So basically you're telling bas- Ryan. <laughs> no. Okay, here, here's why I think that, though, because nearly headless Nick didn't know anything about the veil. If it were somewhere that ghosts came from, he would obviously know about it. He said that he didn't know anything about death or what came after it because he chose his feeble imitation of life instead. Shut down, Ryan. And I love the silence. Shut down. <laughs> so hopefully we answered your question, Ryan. I don't, I don't think that anything can come back out through the veil once it's already behind there. And I think that's why they're studying it. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty sure they... Um, okay, I don't, I don't have one, so I'll you just You never say, have one. I would. <laughs> no, I know. Well, I think I like, well, It used yeah. to be a huge segment I would now. Tell you, <laughs> I would tell you the, the joke about the pen, but you probably wouldn't get the point. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Okay, I need some new ones. I'll find some for next week. I'm sorry. I just I just feel like I've used them all already. I know that you can't really use every single joke in the world. Especially in only uh, 59 episodes with one joke a week. Yeah, specifically, on episode three, so. I think there are a few more than 59 jokes in the entire world. So Well, it doesn't matter, next. Jamie. They can't be jokes from the entire world. They have to be British jokes. <clears throat> Duh. That's uh, yeah. true. So there's only like yeah, 80. That's very true. And I do happen to know that there are only 59 jokes in all of Britain. So um, I'm going to have to go back and start repeating. We'd like to remind everyone that if you'd like to send in a voicemail question to be aired on this show, make it a general question about the series to contact us. Our P.O. Box is MuggleCast, P.O. Box 223, Mount Ridge, Kansas, 67107. All that stuff is sent to Ben, and he forwards it all to us if it's for us. If you'd like to call us to leave those voicemail questions, if you're in the United States, you can dial one two one eight twenty magic which is one two one eight twenty six two four four two. In the UK, you can dial 020-814-0677. And if you're in Australia, you can dial 02-8003-5668. Speaking of Australia, no word yet if we uh, picked up the Kids' Choice Awards for Fave Podcast. Hundreds. Yeah, hundreds. <laughs> so, oh, and uh, we'll, we'll have an update on that next week. We should thank everyone for sending in the EA questions. We got a crap yes, load of them. Yes, thanks for sending in the EA questions. Kevin, tell us about all the EA questions. I can tell you the most common question, if you want me to. What? I what got it, it about a hundred times. Is uh, is a new game open world, or is it requiring you to go through step by step? Oh, okay. Or you can fly That's around the whole world. I think it's open, wor- open world. We shall see when they Just answer. Ask me. You can also Skype the name MuggleCast, leave a voicemail question. Just keep your question under 30 seconds and eliminate as much background noise as possible. Keep it under three seconds from now. Yeah. You can also email us. You can just uh, use our first name at staff.mugglenet.com or use the feedback form on MuggleCast.com. We also have a new community section on the new community website. You can visit our MySpace, Facebook, YouTube group. Frapper group, or even the MuggleCast fan listing and forums at MuggleCast fan. Basically, what he's trying to say is there are so many ways to contact us, you've got no excuse at all to get get writing, emailing, phoning, sending, mailing. Yes. Um, there's something else I was going to say. I don't know what you're going to say. You're going to say Dumbledore does not speak Parseltongue, the state... The snakes just speak English out of sheer terror. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Michael17 from Sydney said that. Very good, Michael17 of Sydney. So that does wrap up MuggleCast59. We'll be back with 60, returning 60, next week. 
Once again, I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Jamie Lawrence. I'm Kevin Steck. I'm Laura Thompson. And I'm Mikey Danimo. Bye-bye. Goodbye. This week we're going to have fun with a new segment and we'll get back to all of our normal segments next week. We're calling it This Week in Steck. It's a rip-off of This Week in Tech, and we know it, but it just works so well that we have to do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> we want you guys to send in your technical questions, but uh, Jamie's got a question for This Week in Steck uh, this week. Matt, he hopes Kevin could answer for him. Is Jamie not here? Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, yeah, so I think we just made this so I could get my computer problem solved, you know. I think that's it, Andrew. <laughs> okay, Kevin, okay, I have a wireless network at, uh, in my uh, dorm, okay, and uh, and I get a perfect signal, okay, on my laptop, perfect, excellent signal, but uh, the internet keeps dropping. And it'll it'll die, and then and then Google won't load, and then every other website will load in like f- eight eight minutes, and then, and then it'll crash, and then AIM will uh, crash, and then MSN will won't load. Why is this when I've got a perfect signal? Okay, uh, where is the router located? It is downstairs. And where is so it's passing through floors, I assume. Yeah, but it's a perfect like signal. I can. Well, see, the thing is, is that all wireless signals run on a certain frequency. Okay. So, I know it's you're running on a 2.4 gigahertz frequency. So, anyone with a 2.4 gigahertz phone running on the same channel can interfere. Should I change the channel then? Yeah, actually, if you go to the lowest range, like channel one one or channel eleven, or the maximum range, it tends to help. It's on. I know it's on channel. 11 now, so shall I change to 1 and see what happens? Yeah, try, try changing to 1 Yay. and see how it goes. Thank you, Kevin. That, that concludes This Week in Stack This Week. I will, <laughs> I, I will tell everyone that next week if my wireless network is performing perfectly. Oh, wonderful. I'm sure it will. That needs a second press. That was easy. It's too easy yeah. for Kevin Stack. Why can't he answer? I know. <laughs> oh, Andrew, Andrew, we have a rule in this house where, uh, where you can't press the easy button unless something was easy. Oh, really? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it... It's like a grave, grave, uh, you know, uh, violation of rules if you press it when something hasn't been <laughs> Is it easy. a hot item in your house? <laughs> huh? Is it a hot item in your house? Yeah, yeah. Oh, you like, you like, and and any person who presses it has got to explain why they pressed it and why something was easy before that. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. It's awesome. That's $5 I ever spent for you. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs>